One challenge with throwing an awesome party is making it awesome without spending a fortune. Today's podcast is all about how to decide what's worth the splurge and what's better to save on. I'm sharing my process of party planning and budgeting that all starts with one big brain dump. A full list of all the ideas of food and activities, rentals, entertainment, every idea goes on the list. Then I get quotes for everything. From there, we decide. First, we remove anything that's way too much or figure out an alternative plan if it's something that's essential. Then pick what's most important to you and what you think will make the biggest impact on the party and the overall experience. There are so many creative ways to make a party really special without costing a lot if you plan ahead of time and are strategic about it. In this episode, I'm sharing lots of tips on exactly how to decide what you splurge on and what you save on. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. My goal with this podcast episode is to help you decide what's worth it when planning for parties, where you should splurge and what's better to save on. I'm going to walk you through the whole process of how I plan parties and convince you that you can throw an awesome party, I'm telling you, really on any budget. I used to think that throwing like an awesome party wasn't necessarily an option if I was working with a limited budget, but I'm telling you, I have learned it's all about creative thinking and advanced planning. And like most podcast episodes, lots of the tips that I'm sharing come from my own mistakes and failures, times when I've spent money on things that ended up not being worth it, things that I ended up thinking were really worth it and I would do again. So learn from my mistakes and my experiences and let's talk about party planning, party planning, but specifically the money side of it and what's worth it. So first, the process. I think the key to being organized and being efficient and making quick decisions and not having planning a party take over your entire existence for weeks and months is do a great brain dump. Every idea. So this is when you're on Pinterest, you're on Google, you're on party sites, and you're writing down every possible idea. So if you already know your theme, then I would just start writing every possible idea you have from food to activities, what's everyone going to eat and drink and what they're going to do. If you don't have a, a theme yet, then start with that brain dump first. So it'll be your theme brain dump. And then after you finalize your theme, then you go on your brain dump for the entire party. I love taking a plain white sheet of printer paper and I write all over it. So that way it's just kind of like fluid. If the party is for someone else, Make sure they give you their input or have them do a brain dump. For this last party that I did for my little girl Presley's 10th birthday, I gave her a blank sheet of white paper and I had her write everything. And surprisingly, she totally did. She wanted pinatas. She wanted pizza. Like I said, everything you envision, write it down. I don't promise that we're going to do it all, but I wanted to know what was really important to her because 
there's a lot that goes into this and you want it to be a great experience for everyone that attends, but also if you're throwing it for someone, especially for them. And I think that I've, I can only think of one party in particular that I didn't, that I, that one of my kids feels like that party wasn't exactly what I would have wanted. I threw a fiesta party for Stella one year. And I guess just the way it kind of translated, she wanted a Among Us, like the kids game Among Us. And it was new then. So there wasn't Among Us things. I tried to make some things in it on the dessert table. She wanted Among Us party, but it was kind of too new. So anyways, she feels like I did not. Um, So now I make sure you write down exactly what sounds fun to you and to your friends. So that way, when I'm going back through all the planning, I have I have their list. Same thing if you're planning an adult party for a friend. I would do the same thing. Hey, will you write down for me on a piece of paper every idea, even if it sounds crazy, even if it sounds way too expensive, even if it sounds silly, even if some people might think it's dumb, whatever it is, write it all down. Because I found there's so many creative ways that you could maybe execute something, even if it sounds like when you look at the paper that like, no way, that's out of the realm of possibilities. That's way out of budget. A lot of times I've figured out I can somehow do it myself or figure out a creative way to actually make it work. So start with that, your brain dump. You get everything written down all on one page. Next, you get quotes for things and start pricing things out. So I put from my brain dump idea, I'll get a new sheet of paper and I'll just start pricing things out. If it's something where I'm going to go to Michael's and build it myself, I'm going to put my approximate cost of it. If it's something where I need a vendor for an activity or food or balloons or anything else, I reach out to that vendor, tell them, here's the day and time we're thinking of, here are the details. Can you send me pricing? So that way, now I have a price attached to all, to everything. And then I can start deciding what's worth the splurge and what's worth the save. And I think that you need to have it all out there. Mistakes I've made in the past, I've just started booking things, especially if I kind of start a little bit late in the game and I feel like, ah, I got to hurry. I got to book people before, before the vendors are already booked. That's when I've really made the mistakes to where I'll just kind of start booking things and I don't really, I, I haven't put together all the pricing so that it makes sense. This way I'm telling you is so good because you know upfront what you're talking about. And something that you thought was gonna be reasonable doesn't end up taking all of your budget. So you have a line item and you know, things could fluctuate a little bit, but you have a line item next to everything. So then I go through and if it's an idea that just like ended up costing way more than it would be worth, I just eliminate it. Or if it's something that I kind of need, maybe you need a tent to section off the area or for shade or to to make the space. Something like that kind of might feel essential for your party, but maybe the pricing is just like renting a tent and having it set up would just kill the budget. So then maybe you go back and think creatively because you don't want to just eliminate it. Think creatively. So for me, sometimes I'll just do the the ceiling part. So it's like the ceiling and the structures and I can save money by not doing all the side walls. And then I can kind of just hang my own stuff and it still sections off the area. Other times I'll reach out to different vendors. I'll say, okay, I know I want a tent, but this price is so much. So I'm going to write one email and then copy and paste it and send it to five other rental places. That way, really easily, really quickly, I can get a quote. I send all my information, so it's not a lot of back and forth. I'll say, my space in the back is this. I need a 15-foot 
by 25 foot tent. Can you please quote me if it's a white tent or if it's a clear tent with a roof and all sides? Will you please quote me if it has white fabric lining the roof and the sidewalls? And then will you also quote me without the without the fabric lining? You know, I give them everything up front. So I have all the quotes. Again, just so a party doesn't take over your entire existence, I found that if you can really lay everything out there when emailing people and ask for a quote with different options. I do the same when it comes to food. So say I want to do a food vendor. I will reach out to the food vendor and I'll say, can you quote it, you know, depending on what it is, but like three different ways. So the first way would be their whole service. Maybe it's a full food truck that comes. And then the second way, maybe it's a food cart that comes, or I even, I like to set up my own table so the table matches the decor. And maybe it's your food table that they come in and they cook food there. And then the least expensive option would be maybe they pre-make the food and drop it off. So I ask all the options so that way I know. Sometimes maybe the food truck comes in and maybe that's your top choice. Like it works for the party. They pull up on the curb. Your party is at that area anyway. Maybe that's your top choice. Sometimes you'll get the quote and you'll be like, oh, well, that's not that's not even that much more than um, pre-made food and it would be so much cooler. Yes, that's worth the splurge. That's really the key for so much of the decision making for splurge versus save is ask lots of questions and get lots of pricing options and do it up front. Really think through the things up front so you're not double doing it. You're not changing your mind. You're not losing deposits. I do this same thing with all sorts of things. Say I think the balloons are really essential to like, they just make a party. So there's lots of options when doing balloons. You could do your own, You could have some delivered. Party City near us does the best, like really easy. You order online even the day before and they deliver them inflated or you can hire an artist to do it. Now, I think that sometimes I've wanted to just make parties easy and I've hired an artist and I've I've drawn out. I said, let's do a whole thing. And then I've realized later people spend most of their time and kind of take most of the pictures in certain areas. I don't necessarily need the entire space filled with this like creative balloon art because then it just takes my budget from other places. It's the balloons are super important to me, but not throughout. So what I did this last party is I asked my incredible balloon artist if she could quote me on kind of doing the full thing. And then also quote me, I really wanted a special dessert table that kind of popped with a 3D kind of element. And that's what we ended up going with because the space was pretty big within the tent. It would have been a, a lot more to fill all the corners. And I was thinking about having her decorate my Starbucks cards and and different things. But I just ended up saying, d- deciding, you know what? The dessert table is what's worth the splurge for me. And I'm going to save by blowing up a bunch of inflatable pool floats. I even hung four or five on the walls, rainbows and hearts with glitter inside. I hung them on the walls. So they were super inexpensive. They were nice and big. So they had like a big impact. But they didn't take the time and the money to do this elaborate this elaborate balloon art. Sometimes with balloon artists, it's good to get a couple different quotes because there's all sorts of different types. Some types are like they're artists and they're sourcing really specific balloons and they're inserting it and the whole thing is an art and it's gorgeous. And that sometimes that's like what the party could really use. 
I think other times, a like more of a balloon company who could make you an arch and they're more in the business of doing volume. A lot of times I'll do this and I'll add to mine. So I did this for my 40th birthday. We did a balloon arch. We put it on, attached it to grass walls that I own. And then I have those sweetest flower girls. They came in and put flowers inside of the balloons and put flowers inside of the wall. So I didn't need a super elaborate balloon artist to do this because I knew I was adding things to it. We were inserting flowers inside. It didn't need the detail and the the precision because I was adding more things to it. I've also done parties where I do all this stuff on my own. Here's the thing. It either you either spend a little bit more time or you spend a little bit more money. I feel like I've never had a time in my life where I'm like, "Oh, I have a good amount of free time right now or and at the same time I have some money so a good amount of money to spend. If for some reason it just never happens that way. I either have I either have like okay, I have some extra time or I have some extra money. So depending on where you're at with the next event that you throw, I think that it's important to realize that with a little bit of creative thinking and planning ahead, so much of this stuff you could learn to do and do on your own and it's really fun. Another thing that's really important to think about as you're doing all of this is timing. So if you're doing this last minute, it's possible, but you're going to pay more. Overnight shipping, rush orders, things like that, always doing it ahead of time, you're going to save so much. Etsy is the most incredible resource because so often I'll have an idea and I'll see if someone makes it on Etsy and usually they do. And I'm like, that is cheaper than I could have made it myself. And I think when I was younger, especially when my kids were younger, I really wanted to hand make everything myself. Now I've let that go. And I've realized this person can make it. I know exactly how it's going to turn out because I see the photos versus me trying to figure it out. My time is so limited and I love supporting small businesses on Etsy. So I think just spending time, you know, the the like dead time that you have that you usually will just kind of scroll social media or you'll scroll Amazon or scroll shopping, I turned that time into party planning time. So I would just say, so say I was going to lay in bed and instead of scrolling social media, I would say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out two things for the party. I'm going to figure out creative cake toppers and I'm going to um, figure out um, like a personalized element for the dessert table. This last party I did for Presley's, I took four pictures from her growing up and I found someone at Etsy who made little, um, who made little cake toppers and put her face and put a party hat on it that said 10 because she was turning 10. Not super expensive, but you have to get those orders in ahead of time. Those creative things that you find those little details and it's so cool. And I kept one of each and put it in a Ziploc baggie and put it in her keepsake box And like things like that are so cool and so special and add so much to the, to the overall party. Plus I love having a photo element at the party, some sort of photos from past years. Usually I'll just do different picture frames and I'll put them out. And sometimes I'll put for like Presley's cloud nine birthday, I put cloud zero and put a newborn photo cloud one cloud two. Like I put, um, a little custom mirrored sign on it of each age and laid it out zero through nine. This time 
I did a couple picture frames around just kind of to add to the centerpieces on some of the high top tables and stuff. But really, kind of her baby photos were actually on the cakes and the cookies and the donuts on the dessert table, which was really fun and just added some personalization. Let's talk about cakes. Again, I think there's pretty much like three levels to everything. You can make a cake your own or buy a really inexpensive but not custom cake. I love doing this because there are so many cake toppers these days. There are so many ways to make it look really special and awesome. This is a great way to save. So you can go to a bakery, get a pre-made cake. You can go to the grocery store. You can make your own and then get lots of cake toppers. I love the look that's like maybe you do a custom one on Etsy, but then maybe you do a cool kind of bright acrylic one that you get from Amazon. And then you pop a bunch of other things in, some star candles or some of the, you know, just all the different types of toppers. This last party, I did little plastic popsicles. Sometimes they don't even have to be cake toppers. Just make sure they're washed and clean and safe to be on a cake. But you could put, you know, sometimes for kids, I'll put like little toys, little figurines if they go with the theme. Now, other times, if you're not going to do lots of different desserts and you're like, I just want to go all in on the cake, the cake is the most important to me, then that's the time when I would do a custom cake with a bakery or with a kind of baker artist. And I would get your inspiration photos, send your notes, and really have them do a cake specifically for you. That's when it's worth the splurge. But the thing is, you can't pick everything and you don't need to for the party to feel awesome. I love a really cool cake, a cake that's made for the theme and made for the birthday boy or girl. But I usually just go all in on the cake if I'm not doing, if I'm saving on the rest of the dessert table. So for example, you could do one awesome cake, have it custom made the whole thing. And then for the rest of the treats, I love having treats that people can grab before it's cake time or right after you sing happy birthday, let everyone grab a mini cupcake or a donut. So for that, you can easily do, I love Krispy Kreme delivery or like our local donut shop. You could do donuts, you could do cookies, and then just put this put similar elements in. You can put cake toppers in. You could add your own sprinkles on top. There's so many things you can do to make it look custom. So if I go all in on the cake, if I splurge there, then I save with the rest of the little treats. A couple more thoughts on food. So make sure, again, when you're getting quotes from vendors, you ask all the questions, get all the options. And sometimes it might be the type of party, if it's not a birthday party, say it's a holiday party. Maybe you ask everyone to bring a dish. That is a gr- Even though you're hosting, that's a great way to save money and also save time. Check the box on food. So if it's a party that you're hosting, but more of a holiday like that, consider asking everyone to bring a dish. Another thing to consider is it's not that, even if you're throwing a really great party, it's not that hard and it can be really inexpensive to do all your own food. Uh, My little guy's last birthday was a superhero party. So I wanted a big ball pit with a slide and I wanted to hire superheroes to come and, and play with the kids. And I wanted a big superhero skyline kind of backdrop with rentals. So that's where it was worth the splurge for me. So I realized, okay, those are the splurge items. There's gotta be save items on the other side of it. So for food, I got one big one big table and I did it low so the kids could reach it. 
And then picture like what would be a huge cheese board or like, you know, something like that or a charcuterie, but it was the whole table and it was just all sorts of food that kids like. And I had some of it delivered. Like we did um, pizzas from Sergeant Pepperoni's, our awesome local pizza place. I did donuts. I did um, little cups of veggies and ranch and little cups of fruit. And I just made this huge table filled with food, all kind of grab and go food, but really inexpensive. But it was plenty of food, plenty of food and lots of different options for food for kids and for adults for this kid's party. So again, all starts with the brain dump, write it all down. Once I was doing, once I was getting quotes for that superhero party, I realized these are for sure for me. This is where I think will make the most impact, where I think my child will have the most fun and all the other kids have coming. They're going to care about meeting Spider-Man. They're not going to care about necessarily how nice the food is or the presentation of the food. And that's the thing. On the things that you save on, you can make them more casual and they don't have to be a part of the presentation. For this last party I did for my little girl Presley's 10th birthday, I did heart-shaped pizzas on heart-shaped plates. So that was part of the presentation. We lined up um, when all the girls had lunch and they all had lunch together at these cool lunch tables. So that was worth it for me, even though the heart-shaped pizzas weren't weren't that expensive. Um, but that was because it was part of the presentation. I wanted to make sure like the details were there. So I dropped off a heart shaped plate to Sergeant Pepperoni's ahead of time. So they knew the size of the pizza to make. So it fit on my plate. You know, this is where kind of advanced planning comes into play. Whereas that wasn't nearly as expensive as, as other food could be. Like if I were to do a food truck or have a food vendor, for my girl Stella's last party, she loves hot dog on a stick. So we she gets it every year at the fair. When she made her list, that was on it. So I was like, okay. I didn't want the party was in the backyard. So a truck wouldn't work because it would have to be on the front yard. And also I didn't want to spend as much for it to be on in the front. So I had them come set up their whole frying station. They did fries and hot dog on a stick and cheese on a stick and lemonades. And they made them as kids came up to order them. They also did little funnel cakes. So for me, that was worth it because that was really the only food that I needed to have the vendor there. It was less expensive than the truck. And it was lots of options, fries, funnel cakes. So there was like a dessert vendor and a, and a you know main meal vendor all in one. And then I just had a couple other little things out for anyone who had, you know, um, food sensitivities, gluten or dairy or some, I always will do either a cheese board or veggies or fruit just for parents who are there that might not feel like having, you know, French fries at 11 a.m. just to have something else or same for kids. So that's kind of the push and the pull with the splurge versus the save. I also think of splurge versus save versus like, where are you going to spend your DIY time at? Like for signs, you could make all your own signs. You could have someone on Etsy make your some of your signs and you could do some, or you could have someone on Etsy make all of the signs. By signs, I mean like maybe a sign at the back of your dessert table or a welcome sign or activity signs or signs labeling what food is everything. One year I did a Hawaiian party for my girl Presley and my girl made, oh, she made the coolest um, acrylic 
acrylic signs that were kind of like food labelers. But we, I, I decided to splurge there because I thought of creative names. So we would have goldfish, but we did, you know, some sort of like play on words. So everything had um, like fish in the ocean or whatever it was. Every Everything had a specific name that went with it. So all of the little items on the dessert table were themed to the Hawaiian theme. And to kind of like take it to the next level, we did an acrylic sign labeling what they all were. So it all very much tied into theme. So for that, for me, was super worth it to where I wanted all those little specific things not to go unnoticed, but to kind of really stand out with the sign. So then for other things, I would do I would do myself or do simpler. It's really like a push and pull. Not everything needs to be awesome. You just have to decide what is worth it to you, but also what can you do easily yourself or find somebody else to do easily yourself. Sometimes I've paid for things just to kind of like make it easy and check the box and get it off the list. And then later, kind of going through budgets, I've thought, you know what, that wasn't a good move because I could have made that. Like, yes, it would have taken time or I could have hired someone or or paid for those rather than had like a full company make something like that for me. Let's talk a little bit specifically about adult parties. There's so many different fun elements you can do at adult parties that make it fun. I love for there to be enough things for people to do. And I love it based around food and drinks. Whether you do alcoholic or non-alcoholic, I love a wine tasting or a champagne tasting or a food tasting. And sometimes it could be worth it to hire a company to do it. And I think other times it can be worth it to research and figure out how people have done it and then do your own. But I just love an activity station that's like a little bit of food or drink something. Another thing about food is sometimes you can do one thing that basically makes a nice big party and it makes it easy. For my husband's 50th birthday, we did a little surprise at home and I hired a hibachi company and they brought two tepon tables and all the tables and chairs. And then all I did was I did a, a bounce house for the kids. I set up a little backdrop and a photo booth and done. And it was a full party because the food vendor, that was the splurge. The food vendor was the entertainment. It was the food. It was the mingling. It was a whole process. Then the other things I just super saved on and really like um, made my own kind of simple backdrop. So it still felt like a party and saved on those other, on those other things. So Also, if you are kind of going into something and you're like, I just don't have the time or the energy or I don't even know where to start, sometimes you can pick one thing that's worth splurging on and then just build a simple party around it and it will be so awesome and so fun for people. Let's talk about activities. So there are so many activities that I think that you can get ideas online and then set up yourself. And instead of hiring a company, just have helpers maybe high school or college kids that you know, family, friends, maybe babysitters that you use and build it yourself. That's what I do most of the time, but here's where I think it's worth the splurge. If it's a very specific company that does something in a very special way, maybe it's a gaming truck or a caricature artist. Oh, I love a caricature artist. I think it's great for kids parties, adult parties, family parties. It's just a really fun gift to take home. Um, How about a paint class? I love my friend Timory locally has an incredible 
paint class where she sets up a canvas for everyone. For me, I would never try to duplicate that because it wouldn't, that would be worth the splurge for me because she does it in such a special way. I also use Cinderella cakes for a cake decorating class. The way they do it is next level, so much cooler than I could do. So that's worth the splurge. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the cool push and pull is think about what could you do and have helpers instead of hiring a company? And when is the company that you would hire just that cool to where that should be the splurge of the party? With decor, there's so many cool things you can do. Like I said, with balloons or buying details on Amazon, it makes it easy. It's easy to return if it doesn't work out. You can see reviews and you can make it so your party has lots of cool details, um, but you're also not running around to a hundred different stores and trying to pick up a hundred different things and then re- return a bunch of things. I love to support small businesses and I, you know, do a balance. Some things need to happen on Amazon and other things happen on Etsy and a lot of things in between. As far as timing goes, I think that setting up a few days ahead of time is key so you can craft yourself and you don't have to pay for things to be done by other people. And I think that, you know, the more you do this ahead of time and kind of lay out your plan, the whole process can be fun. And that's the goal. Because I've done this the wrong way to where the process gets too complicated. So it ends up not really being enjoyable. Then the party happens. I feel like it happens too fast. And then I kind of have that like, you know, those post-vacation blues when you come home from vacation and you're like down, it's like, it's like that, but like in a party way to where it's like, oh, wait a minute, I spent a whole month of my life planning this party. It was, it, it went by in a second and now I have this whole cleanup. You have to enjoy the process and also make sure you listen to a recent podcast I did on how to host a party and actually enjoy it because that is key. I'm telling you, you will have party regret. If you don't make sure that you are enjoying it during the process, this cannot be something to where you are working and you feel like you are, you know, on the clock the whole time. It's just not going to feel good during or after. So make sure you're very intentional about setting yourself up so that you can enjoy the party and enjoy the process of planning, setting up the whole party. Pick the things that are fun for you to do. Sometimes when we're talking about a splurge versus a save, sometimes I'll decide to to splurge on something just because it would be, I don't want to do it. It would be miserable for me to do. That wouldn't be fun for me or I don't know if I would do it right. So I'm just going to splurge simply because that doesn't sound fun to me because I know how important it is to enjoy the process so that the whole process is fun. You're not just doing it for the end result. Like you enjoy the process. It's fun to create something magical for people to enjoy. You take awesome photos you're able to enjoy and then you love it. You love the memories. You love the time spent with loved ones. You love the photos, all of it. I'm telling you, if you do it this way, I think you can throw an awesome party with any budget If you do it ahead of time and with a clear plan, get your pricing ahead of time and then decide what's worth it to you. I hope you got lots of ideas of what to splurge on and what to save on for your next party. So, so, so much more about party planning is on our website, howtobeawesomeateverything.com. Check it out. Lots of tips. I'm going to get some downloads up on there soon to really help people kind of plan parties and learn the most efficient and effective ways that I've learned to plan really awesome parties. You know, those parties that are just like 
so like special and magical, not because they're over the top or elaborate, but just because they're like special and thoughtful and have some cool details. Um, they're just cool in some way. It's like just such a cool moment in time. That's why I love parties and celebrating, especially kids parties so much, just because it's this moment, this moment celebrating this accomplishment or this birthday with these special people doing these activities. I think that if it's planned the right way, you can do it with any budget. If you use this plan and decide strategically what's worth the splurge and when you should save. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.